Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's let's start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Yes. Genesis one one. In the beginning, In God the- created the heavens and the earth. Ding. And then He invented man, and we it's all downhill from there. Yes. <laughs> And now here we are. And here we are. All right. Today, Daughters of Grace. Today we are starting Daughters of Grace. So we are just having chats about one of the studies that um, is from the Daily Grace Company, which we absolutely love. Um, we love their studies because it doesn't just give you the scripture. It gives you reflection and it, it leads you towards read this scripture, and then let's sit together and reflect. And that's one of the things that I loved. And when we decided to do Daughters of Grace, I think it came at a perfect time. Yes. I know that... God's divine intervention. Absolutely. And I know that when I picked up Daughters of Grace, all of a sudden, I I got really nervous. You did? I did. I got nervous because I go, I don't know any of the women of the Bible. Okay. Now, mind you... Because you've never read Esther? Right. Yeah. I think because I haven't read Esther. So that means I don't know any other with the women of the Bible, but I had this, this, this just feeling of, oh my gosh, there's no, I don't remember any women. And here I am. I've been months into reading, like, you know, I can check off so many boxes of different books that I read, but I still didn't have that understanding of, oh, wait, I've been studying women. So mm-hmm. as I started opening the Daughters of Grace and going through it, I go, wait, I, I know about this one. I know about this one. And so it was a good reflection for me to understand that sometimes when we look at, at something, we're not necessarily appreciating what we're learning from it. Yeah. And sometimes we think only, um, only the books of the Bible that are named after women involve women. And we kind of like compartmentalize it in yeah. that manner. And um, I I know this because I did a Bible study through church where I led a, a group and we did a women of the Bible. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I know these chicks. These are, these are my people. But I remember being very like, oh, who am I going to learn about? Ruth and Esther. Who else? And I, I like didn't even, I'm like, maybe Deborah, Mary. Right? And then you go through and you're like, wow, there's a lot of women in the Bible. Right. And just reflecting. And as I was opening the book, I was like, and I could remember and recall, maybe not the stories in perfection, right? Like I couldn't recall, okay, this is exactly what happened. But the names were familiar. The stories were familiar. Mm-hmm. And I started to get that sense of excitement of, wait a minute, I am further along in my journey than I was, you know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And I, I started to understand how this works when you're on this path is just learn a little bit at a time. You're learning and you're growing and there is no end point. It's just to continually grow and evolve. And so I'm really excited to go through this Daughters of Grace study together as a group at Faith at Eight. I'm really excited too, because I think sometimes we think as women that women are like secondary in the Bible because Mm -hmm. like we hear about Matthew and Luke and John and oh they're all men and Moses he's a man and we don't realize that women are also all spread out all weaved into the Bible and each of them had an impact on on the story um and on God used each of them too and Mm -hmm. I think sometimes um culture and the world tells us that that wasn't the case and it's just so untrue which is very obvious when you read the Bible I mean, women are important. We are. Like, let's just, there would be no more people without women. Yes. Like, God has created women for a very specific purpose. Yes, to give birth to people. And that's what, that's, I mean, 
you can't have more people without women. So I think understanding just at the very basic level, this is how we continue to procreate. But I mean, going back, let's talk about Eve. Let's t- the first woman. The first woman. And probably the most famous, but we forget about her. But yeah, she's the most famous. And I feel like we forget about her because we we often just like put her in this, oh, there's Adam and Eve, and we don't have this appreciation for what Eve truly stands for and that story. And as I was reviewing about Eve, I had this moment of, oh, I'm a little bit of Eve. And even realize she's the first woman. Yes. She, like, she's the first. the first. She's the OG of all women. Mm-hmm. Without her, there are another, there's not the rest of us. And um, understanding what that role and responsibility must have been to be the first one in all of mankind came from her. And there's no woman ahead of you that led the way. No. Right? So for me... There are no mentors. I, I look at, okay, who are these other women that I want to model that are making good decisions, that are, you know, showing up in their life as a Christian? And Eve didn't have any of that. Poor Eve. Right? Like a part of you just feels like, oh, Eve. And I don't know what decision I would have had made in that same situation, right? If we really put ourselves in that situation as we're reading and say, okay, if I have no guidance and this is all that I know and this is what's happening... And it's interesting because when we think of Eve, I think we do oftentimes put a negative connotation mm-hmm. with like, she ruined it all. Right. Ruin, ruined it all. I would have never done that. I would have never acted that way. I would never have tempted my husband that way. Please, girl, you've manipulated your husband <laughs> at least one time to get what you want. Don't even play games. Right. You know you have. I know I have. Like, I have definitely used uh, the gifts that God's given me to get my husband on board with my plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just, saying it was the right thing to do, just saying I did it. <laughs> I mean, isn't there any time that you wanted to go to a certain restaurant? Have you not said certain things, done certain things to get that decision to be made, right? Like, and you can look at this on anything. So when we look back at Genesis and we we try to say, oh, I would have never made that mistake. Really? I'm pretty sure you, you probably would have. Yeah. Because you're doing it right now. That's the thing is we're making decisions out of the world. We're allowing the enemy to come in and and guide our decisions when we aren't solid in the word, when when we aren't solid in that whole picture. But we forget that Eve is there as a teacher, right? Like Eve can teach us so much. And we forget that Eve is a child of God. Mm-hmm. She she is just as imperfect as we are. We're imperfect too, and we're all children of God. And God will use all of us. And yes, Eve uh, listened to the the enemy, but we oftentimes listen to the enemy. Yet God still used her, and God still uses us as well. And that's one of the overriding themes of Daughters of Grace: is God used all women for a purpose, even when they seemed broken, even when they seemed like, oh, well, that's not the pillar of what a Christian woman is. God used them all exactly where they were and on their journey to help us understand God's magnificent, that even though Eve made the decision that she did, God still used her. God still redeemed. God still was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I know that through this, beauty is going to happen. Yeah, I love in the the essay that that goes along with the book, the very last paragraph, it says, Eve's life reminds us that God redeems even our mistakes for his glory and for our good. The enemy may try to convince us that there is something better or something that we are missing out on, but we can trust in the Lord and in his word. And oftentimes when we are misguided, it is because we're looking for the greener grass. 
Mm-hmm. We are looking, oh, well, that person has that or that person um, has this or she she has this or her kids act this way or her husband does this for her. And we oftentimes get distracted of the blessings that God has given us yeah. and the blessings of, of, of what he's doing in our lives because we're distracted by the flashy object over there. I admit, and I have admitted more than one occasion, I sometimes suffer from flashy, ob- shiny object sy- syndrome. I do. I'm like, oh, what's that over there? What's that over there? Oh, what? Oh, let me see. Um, I am Doug from Up, and I will turn my head for a squirrel. Like, and we all do it. And I think what it is, is we sit there and say, oh, well, I've never uh, kicked us out of the garden because I, I because of the apple. But we need to realize what does the apple represent? Right. The enemy told her, hey, if you just did this, there's something greener on the other side. What if you just do, if you just take this, there is something better there. This is what the thing that will fill the void. This is the thing that will make you happy. And we've all done it. And just mm-hmm. because it's not an apple um, doesn't mean that it's different. We, we've all done the, oh, I need to change myself in this way, or I need to purchase this, or I need this kind of bag, or I need mm-hmm. to drive this specific car, or I need to have a kid. I think there are some women that... Um, that feel like having a child is uh, something they have to do to be able to be a full woman. And I do believe that children are a blessing from God, but we also need to have the right intentions around why are we having them? We're having them because we are to serve God in that manner, not because we want a cute accessory that's on the side of us and um, and the attention that comes alongside that. And we need to recognize when are we using the blessings of God for our own good instead of for his for our glory instead of his glory and oftentimes we get lost in that yes i absolutely agree okay there was a couple questions too that we love about the daily grace because it gives that reflection of you know what do we learn about god and his character in the life of eve and you know for me it was that reflection of even when I make mistakes, even when I sin, even when I choose wrong, God has a plan for me. God has a plan um, for me and I just need to pay attention and come close and say, okay, even though I did wrong, please guide me, use me, show me where I'm supposed to say yes in the direction that I'm supposed to go. And and it just shows me, you know, his grace and his mercy and, and the ability to understand that just because I choose wrong or I do something wrong doesn't mean that God disappears from my life, mm-hmm. that I choose to separate myself. He never chooses to separate himself from me. Yeah. And, and our choices are going to have consequences, but he, it also ends with him having grace. Um, e- even when we make the wrong choice, we are going to deal with the consequences. Like we can't get away from that, but he is still going to not going to leave us and he's going to be grace filled and just sit there with us until we're ready to say, okay, I- I'm ready to be guided back by you. I made a mistake and, and please, um, please continue to guide me and help me in a better direction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, there's points where sometimes we sin and we think that's it. Absolutely. You know, there's been points in my life where, you know, I, I look at that sin and I look at how I felt after and thought it was the end. Right. But by God's grace, whether or not I was appreciating it at the time or not, there was that way out and the way out was through him and and making decisions that would draw me closer to God. But so often the enemy has, has us conditioned to believe, well, if you make a mistake that bad, you can't grow closer to God. You're kicked out. You're done. And Eve is really 
the woman of the Bible that helps me understand that no matter what I do, I can always turn to God, no matter what storm I am walking through, no matter what I choose consciously thinking, this is the best decision for my life right now. Even if in afterwards it's not, it's not that God has left. It's that I can draw closer to him and say, can you give me better direction next time? Because I this is what happens when I don't listen to you. This is the consequence of when I don't listen to the mm-hmm. exact direction from you. And I think that that's where I really resonate is there's been so many times that I have, you know, chosen the apple so many times. And yet God was there to be like, you're still my child. Come, come to me. Yeah. And it asks, what character qualities, positive or negative, do we see demonstrated in Eve's life? And what I love about that 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 question is oftentimes we will look at someone else's negative qualities and we're like, oh, but I don't have that and I don't do that. And and we are all given gifts and we all have vices and, that, and that's part of it. Yes, she she uh, gave into the temptation. She was seeking um, more. She was seeking those things. And because of that, um, you know, we we are now in a fallen world and we can sit there and blame it on her, but we all still sin. So like, mm-hmm. it's not like we were like, we're going to learn from her mistakes and we're never going to sin. No, we, we still do it too. And um, to, to see that and um, see her walk through that and to walk through that sin. And it's interesting that when she walked through the sin, they, they pointed fingers at each other yeah. and we do that too. And again, we'll sit there and be like, but I didn't do that. And it's like, Oh, but I do, I do do, 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 I do. <laughs> sometimes also point fingers. And sometimes it's not even at my husband, it's at God. Well, but you didn't do this and you Mm -hmm. didn't do that. And, um, you know, you didn't protect me from that. And realizing though, it was my choice. It was my choice um, to go against what God has instructed me to do. Yeah. I love how you mark on that. Mm -hmm. And then what can I learn from Eve's story that I can apply to my own life? And I can just repeat again, um, you know, looking at, at, Eve had the decision and every single day we make decisions and we're not always going to make the right decision and honoring that when we don't make the right decision, where can we go? I can go to shame and guilt or I can go to God. And the more times I choose God, the stronger that relationship is, the more that I understand that he is there for me regardless of the decisions that I make. But also when I am, I have a decision in front of me, am I going to God to make that decision? Mm-hmm. Or am I coming from, this is what's going to feel good, or this is what I feel is best for me versus this is what, this is what God would have me do. Yeah. And I remember in Genesis, God says, don't eat from the tree. And then when Satan um, tests her, she goes, Mm -hmm. oh, he said, don't eat or touch the tree. Mm -hmm. And so I think it also reminds me, I need to have a foundation of of scripture. I need to know what it says and know what it means because when the enemy comes and he will come, I am better prepared when I know scripture and I have confidence in what the scripture says, not what I've paraphrased to say it. And we all know I've on more than one occasion said somewhere in the Bible, but (laughs) it is important that I, that I start, um, uh, giving myself the responsibility of really having a foundation of scripture. That doesn't mean memorizing the entire Bible and every scripture, but having Mm -hmm. foundation, foundational scripture, because then I can learn from where Eve was like, Oh, but I'm slightly off on this scripture and this being slightly off probably part of it was that domino effect. Um, and knowing that when I have that, I, I can make the better choice and I can be more confident in what God's told me and I can recognize when the enemy is lying. Yeah. And you make a solid point there is you don't have to know all of the scripture, mm-hmm. right? But know the things that 
will really resonate with you. So I know that in my walk, there were certain things that I was going to get questions from from other people that would put me in a state of confusion. So then I'd be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I really don't know. So I made it a point to go into scripture and say, but what does the Bible actually say about Mm -hmm. this? So then, not oddly enough, oddly enough, all of a sudden, um, uh, something would come up like on social media or in a conversation and I could come forward and say, I know that that's what you said. However, this is the truth that I know it as. Are you interested in having a conversation? And you may think, wow, that's really weird. And that's really forward going. I had such confidence in my gut, though, that I was being placed in that person's life to say, you know what? I believed that too at one point, and that's not actually what the truth says. And if you're actually walking through life believing that that is, that is the truth, I don't want you to all of a sudden wake up one day and realize, oh my gosh, for this many years, I've been thinking this one way and it's been completely wrong. And somebody could have said, do you know what the actual truth is? And, and we'll do another episode about that. But it's, it's always been a, um, where I really recognize that was around karma. And everybody yeah. that says, oh, that's just karma. And, and Christians saying, oh, that's just karma. And I've come to understand what that actually means and the power of that statement as a Christian and what you are actually perpetuating. So that was one of the things that I had to go into scripture and really understand. Is it Christian to believe in karma? What actually is karma? And how can we as Christians get into a conversation of um, this is actually what, what karma is? And is that something that a Christian should be saying? And there was a, like a term. And I think having a constructive conversation, yes. not a judgmental condemnation conversation. Yes, about having that constructive conversation because there is a graphic that goes around all the time that says, oh, this is the, the worldly beliefs and this is the Christian beliefs. And they're trying to equate karma to you reap what you sow. And those are the, the chances where you get to walk in and say, hang on a second, that's actually not a true statement. Let's talk about this. Are you open to that? And I feel like, you know, from Eve's story and talking about knowing scripture, that can lead you in the right direction or the wrong direction when um, you see that come at you. So if somebody came to me and said, well, girl, this is just karma and karma is going to get you. I can be like, hold up. Hang on, karma's not Hold going to get up. me. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. But that's that's where it comes in. And, and so there's these key points in my life of, of things that I started to realize I understood them or I even perpetuated them wrong. Right. Because that's what Same. I understood. So how can I now come in and say, oh, this is the truth? And there's some other topics that we will hit on as we go along about topics that we thought, oh, this is the saying or this is the the Christian belief that's not actually what the word says. Mm-hmm. And now we get to go and say, Ooh, that's what I believed, but this is the truth. And that's okay. And this is kind of, you know, where Eve allows me to understand I'm going to make mistakes, but I can also learn through it. And I think Eve is the, obviously the first example, but a very clear example where, you know, God used her for his plan. And then the enemy tried to use her against God and, and to understand that we do have these, you know, we have a good God that is going to use us for his glory. Um, but the enemy is going to try to t- take us away from that and, and use us for a different mission and that we have to be very conscious and, and very discerning between the difference of the two. Absolutely. All right. We're good. That's all I've got for Eve. I That's mean, all I got for Eve. we hope that as you leave this, you think about that. You know, flip through Genesis, see what see what resonates with you when you think about Eve and and how that reflects on your life. And don't just think about her as oh, she was the first woman, and it was Adam and Eve, and you know, it's a great part of the story. But really reflect on how can you use Eve's story to understand God's love. Absolutely. 
Um, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. And thank you for this beginning of Daughters of Grace. Um, Thank you for revealing to us how you've used women throughout all of history for your glory, and that you can use us too. Let us be reflective on how you used Eve um, and be reflective of the choices that she made and discern the difference between the two and learn from it, Lord. Let us grow from this story. Let us grow into um, more Christian women, into women that are or are more faithful and more confident in what your word says and the situation that you have for us, Lord. Let us see that this is a perfect example example of what you said is true and that you would never leave us and that you would never depart from us and that you're a faithful God and you're a God full of grace, Lord, even when we make the wrong choice. You don't leave our side. You keep sitting there patiently, very, very patiently um, waiting for us and shepherding us through the process as we draw closer to you and come more confident in our relationship with you our relationship with you. We're so grateful for the blessings that you continue to pour out on us. We're so grateful for this um, this ability to read Eve's story, to read her biography, to read um, what she did in her life and to learn from that and to be guided through her story. Um, thank you for all that you're doing for us. But most importantly, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, even though we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. See you later, friends. Bye.